Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hello, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is a daily dose of medicine walk. So the next question that I received is from June, who's uh, also in the Bay Area. And her question was... Perhaps some thoughts on empathy and animals. So thanks for the question, June. And that is one of my favorite topics. Um, It is interesting because empathy works extremely well with animals. And it also allows us to get a unique perspective, not on thinking of them as, well, thinking like us to consider that, well, we're going to put human emotion and human responsiveness onto an animal, but to really get into the idea of meeting them where they are, for finding that connection and being able to utilize it on their grounds and not ours. And my buddy Luna... One time you don't want to come over. Now, Luna is really an amazing and then sweet and wonderful cat. And I do love my dog, Sam, dearly. He just does not seem to have any desire to be on camera. But when working with animals, it is important to understand that the resonating that we're going to do with their energy may not be what we would normally think it is. Animals have a very sort of absolute way of looking. And like I said before, when Luna has something that is significant to her, then she's interested in it and she will focus energy on it. If it is not significant to her, it holds absolutely no value in her universe. And so when you consider that animals aren't going to have the same attachments that people do. Now, do animals become attached emotionally? Absolutely. I honestly believe animals have emotions and they also can tell you very well when they want to just kind of sit. But when we listen to what they want, and how their perspective is, not by adding a story to it, but just by being. Animals are excellent at just being, and they are able to actually teach really well what it means to not become attached, to be in the moment. A dog will be in the moment with their pack leader. And that's also an interesting difference because if an animal is normally a pack animal, the way they respond energetically is going to be a little bit different because a pack animal will automatically create that attachment to their pack leader. And for Sam, 
I am his pack leader. So that means that he will respond energetically to me based on the idea that I'm in charge of making it okay for him or for our pack, you know, and his pack is myself and Luna. And, you know, there's the extended pack like my sons and, you know, he'll respond to them. But, you know, at the heart of it, a dog or another pack animal will connect with the idea of, okay, you're the leader, so you have to take care of this. So when you connect empathically to a dog, generally, if that dog is in an agitated state, it's usually because the idea that they don't have a clear pack leader, that it's kind of up in the air. Now, Sam, before I had him, he was in a situation where there really wasn't a pack leader. And he is not a pack leader by nature, and yet he felt someone had to fill the role, and so he did. And it led to an extremely frustrated situation for him. And when I first met him, uh, he was snarling and growling and, you know, was just very upset. But I knew automatically, because I was able to connect to him empathically, I knew that he wasn't vicious, even though he gave the appearance of it, he was scared and he was frustrated. That's what I picked up from him. What I picked up from him was, I don't have a pack leader and I don't know what to do. So he ended up, you know, becoming a part of my pack. And he learned, yes, there is a clear pack leader and that he was able to feel calmer And often when I deal with people's pets, they're sort of interested in the fact that their pets will respond to me even though I don't react to them. Generally, if I go into a house with a pet I don't know, I'll ignore it first and allow it to figure out where it is, but I immediately engage empathy and make that connection, find that animal's frequency and go, oh, okay, you know, This is where we're at, but I don't expect it to respond to me as a human. And, you know, say with cats, they're much more independent. And, you know, people, you know, they say, well, are you a cat person or a dog person? I just say, yes, I'm, I'm an everything person. I love reptiles. I love all different types of animals, but they each respond to empathy in different ways, which is interesting. Um, when you're dealing with young animals like kittens and puppies, you know, for a puppy, that idea of the pack leader is that much more important. For a kitten, it's more of a maternal kind of, you know, because they count on the the mother cat to take care of them. Now they end up developing their own independence, which is good. And during those early times, it can be really challenging for them. So they want that sense of security. And, you know, cats can be very clear in expressing when they don't like what's going on, usually by leaving surprises around the house or or things like that. They're much more independent in nature. And like I said, they will, you know, they view the world in kind of a binary way. Either you hold significance or you don't. And if you don't, they have no problem just walking away. When you connect empathically to them, there is sort of a kind of a relaxed, settled feeling 
you know, and that would be in a, in a cat that is in a pretty balanced state. Luna is really balanced. You know, she has her boundaries, which I respect. And empathy allows me to understand if there's a shift in those boundaries, maybe because she's not feeling well, or maybe because things are different. Right now, things are very different. So she's a little bit more needy than she normally is because things are not normal. So, but, you know, she has adapted to the fact that I'm home more. And now she accepts, well, okay, this is a thing and it's all right. So being able to connect to animals is absolutely wonderful. And it's not just house pets. You can connect to woodland creatures if you can sit quietly enough. And you can be able to connect to, you know, everything. So the idea of interacting with animals, it allows you to come in from a place of detachment while at the same time letting them know that either you're not a threat or that you are a, a strong figure who can be a pack leader for them, depending on what their nature is and how important a pack is to them. So when it comes to disciplining animals, which I don't really like the word discipline, more like adapt them, allow them to adapt to a situation and a particular pecking order. Often that's a lot easier if you can connect and it really doesn't require a lot of, of pushing often because once they understand where you fit into their world, then it's so much easier to deal with them. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun going to their world and not expecting them to be human. And I've often, you know, I could sit and empathically connect to a squirrel and have fun because all it's thinking about is, am I in danger? Am I not in danger? If I am not in danger, then I'm curious. Where's food? Where's something that will amuse me? Because most animals do like to be amused. And it's a lot of fun when you're connected to an animal that is in a state of amusement or amusing itself. You know, when you, you know, for those who are, you know, caregivers for your foster parents for cats or dogs, you know, first off, God bless you. That's a, I would probably be the world's worst foster parent for an animal because I would honestly want to keep them all. (laughs) So... The idea that you can utilize your empathy to help rehabilitate an animal, which is basically what I did with Sam. I was able to use my empathy to allow him to feel safe. And once he felt safe, he was absolutely fine. So the idea that you can figure out what it is that an animal needs without any story attached. What is it that needs to be adapted in their world in that moment? You know, is it the need for structure? Is it the need for just calm? And in most cases, that can happen without ever even, you know, or it can start without even really acknowledging it. You know, once my ex-husband brought home a kitten and it was in a box and it was very angry and it was a stray 
And so I just sat the box in front of me and extended the energy in very, very gently. And, you know, it was frightened. It was aggressive, but mostly, you know, it needed to know it was safe. And it was a slow process because I had to move at the kitten's pace and at that kitten's rate. I couldn't make it calm down. I could only invite it to calm down and give it a safe space to do that. And fairly shortly, it stopped hissing. It allowed me to open the box. When it saw me, you know, it kind of bristled a bit. So I just kept up with the energy. And then, you know, I was able to put my hand in. And next thing you know, I was cuddling it next to me. It felt safe. It felt okay. And it knew it could trust me. So... Being able to utilize empathy to interact with animals. Does that mean that your empathy is going to let you walk up to a stray, you know, an aggressive stray or a wild animal? No, because your empathy should be telling you that that's a bad idea. That that level, you know, if you're going to go up near a mountain lion, no, because you cannot count on your empathy at that level, because if you did have that empathy, your empathy would be saying, no, this animal does not want interaction. This animal is, you know, will feel threatened. The main thing is it allows you to give things their space. Empathy lets you be respectful and it helps you to be respectful. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, Thank you for it. And Um, If there are any other questions that I can help with, please let me know. So, as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and see you tomorrow. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.